Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about Zer and some of the updates that I think would need to come to him in future seasons or even sooner than that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live on Twitch by going to saynotorage.com. Saynotorage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel if you want to take part of these live and submit those questions. You can also click that like button, share button, and subscribe and bell button on YouTube. That helps me out. So, why why does Zer need an update? Now, before I get into this, I want to be careful here, because there are a lot of people that weekly you know, criticize Zer, and he's got crap and he's terrible and it's stupid, and I want to be careful here. I don't want to throw in with the people that think that every week he should be selling God Rolls This or God Rolls That or or Amazing Exotics. I don't, I don't think that that's the right call. So I am going to start this video by saying, he's not for you. Presently, he's not for you. Now, he doesn't need to stay that way. I'm going to argue for some improvements so he could be for you, but he's generally not there for you if you're the hardcore player, if you kind of have everything. That's kind of not what he's designed for. Second, I want to talk about how they could use him for tar- targeted farming. Uh, That's going to be sort of my answer to people that want glass needles to return. And then I want to end by talking about catalyst quests. I think they could get a little bit more capital out of him and have a better streamlined uh, way to implement catalysts in the game as opposed to having them be RNG drops I don't want to go run Eater of Worlds or Spire of Stars for catalysts I, I just I don't want to do that I would much rather get them in a more sensible more direct way and I believe Zer could be one of the ways they do that so let's just start by saying he's not for you presently I don't think it's really fair for those of us who play hardcore to like every week go to him and expect him to have something for you he's just not designed in that way He's designed in a way to fill the, you know, to backfill people who fell behind or new players who have never played before. You got to think there's a lot of new light players that that haven't played. People that have taken breaks, people that have had really really bad RNG and are just wanting to maybe grab some exotics and try them out. So every week, if you're going to gripe and complain about like Zer doesn't have anything, all he has is trash. You got to remember, by and large, his role in the game has never been to be the source of exotics for people who play like crazy. That's just not the the purpose of of his presence um his one in gram per week though i do think should be purchasable per character uh especially how they've updated it where it's basically a guaranteed piece of armor it'd be nice if every week i could go to him and like roll the dice on one random piece of armor per character i think that's a reasonable ask from the hardcore community i don't think that's a major update either i think bungie could be like yeah you know what it you know there's so many exotic pieces of armor that could drop there's so many potential rolls that you could get that's fine one per week if you want to buy one per character that's reasonable you know what one one per account i just don't think is 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 that necessary so and and random rolls on the armor i know a lot of people are saying that too so if we're thinking about like he's not for you and you're a hardcore player i don't think checking him week to week and buying armor and hoping for random rolls is the answer either like going to him and oh what's the role or buying it and it spits out a random roll or buying glass needles i don't think any of those are good solutions those all feel like punts to me not actual solutions to a problem in the game which is the fact that you can't really pursue a particular drop on an exotic that you've already earned if you've got luna factions or or phoenix or rigs or any of these or doomfang you can't there's no way to go farm for a better version and i i want to come up with a a solution to that that isn't like glass needles or a weekly inventory check i don't think those are in line with where the game is right now so my idea i think is a little bit more in line with where the game is so let's talk about targeted farm I think you should let me target an item. If I've gotten it now, if I've gotten it, okay? So let's say I've got Doomfangs, 
which I go in here, I look at my Doom Fangs, and I'm actually wearing Doom Fangs that are not updated. So these aren't even <laughs> these aren't even 2.0 Doom Fangs, but I'm wearing them because they've got they've got decent recovery uh, and resilience, and they have no mobility. And I generally don't want mobility on a Titan anyway. I want to boost recovery. I want to boost discipline, and so that's why I'm wearing them. I don't even have those, but I've earned them. So I should be able to go to Zer, and it should look a little bit like this. If you go to your collections and you click on exotics, the armor page is essentially a menu that should exist in Zer. I go to that menu, I see everything I've ever gotten in the game with respect to armor, and I should be able to pick one per week that I can target as that's the exotic that's going to drop that week for me if exotics drop. So if I'm farming the Nightfall, if my Prime happens to drop as an exotic, that's kind of a thing when they land in the world. It's kind of like, instead of getting a Prime, you get an exotic. It should be the item that I've selected. So if I'm trying to get a good roll on Doomfangs, because the... The, the void one in, in here that's a 48, I could I guess I could take this up to a 58, and then it would be very, very close to the 60 I have now, and then it would be void. It might actually be worth pulling one uh, out of inventory. I didn't realize that. But then I would be able to go out there and say, this is the one I want to get, and it would cost me something at Xur. So it'd be a targeted farm. So then I could go to places where I know exotics are going to be dropping, like the Nightfall, and every time an exotic drops, it would basically be Doomfang, or a very, very high probability of being the Doomfang. Almost like a three of coins for a particular exotic. Because my argument for this idea is that if you've gotten the exotic, I've got it. I've got this exotic. I can run Doomfang. I've got th- I've got One-Eyed Mask in, in Skullfort. I've, I've got these. I've earned them. They're mine. I've got, I've got the exotics. So if I want to farm for a better one, equipping me to do that, I think is totally legitimate and fair. I'm not going to Zur and buying a god roll. I'm not going to Zur and buying the item and then that's how I got it. Now some people might new light players and players who've been taking a break may go and buy armor that they've just managed to never get and then they could go and grind for the god roll and that might feel a little bit transactional and I know people really really want this to feel like a, a random find or something exciting but Bungie's general attitude on exotics hasn't been very consistent. Some of them you get really really easy from quest lines. There's tons of them anyway so newer players are not going to be able to rely on world drops all the time that's why Zur is there because there's just so many exotics in the game now from the weapons to the armor it's a bit of a bloated loot pool and so this would be a way to help if you do get the one that you finally want the excitement would be yay i finally got you know luna faction boots now i can grind for a version that i want now i can grind for one with the right affinity and the right armor stats the influence of affinity and armor stats over your experience is very minuscule in comparison to what the exotic brings anyway like what doomfang or one-eyed mask or skull fort or helm of saint like what these bring to the game in a very general sense, they bring more power than the affinity or the better stat rolls that you could go for. So I don't think we're asking for too much control or too much power. And I also think it's more in line with what we're doing anyway, as opposed to just buying glass needles and re-rolling the armor until you finally get the roll you want. I don't think that would be nearly as good as a targeted farm. Uh, so connecting collections to Zero would be the way that I would do that. And I think this would be a significantly better than any of the other ideas I've seen kind of posted with respect to he should have random rolls or he should sell glass needles. Let's end by talking about catalyst quests because there are a handful of guns I still don't have the catalyst for. And it's because I generally don't want to go and run Spire of Stars, Eater of Worlds, for whether it's the Telesto or the Sleep or whatever it is you're going for, I don't think the current pursuit of Catalyst makes a whole lot of sense. There are some that just drop ridiculously high. You just play strikes. I mean, I, I forget 
I had a couple drop as soon as the season rolled over and I was like, what the frick? It's because they, they, they move them in, into other places. Now, if it was a guaranteed drop or a really high drop rate, I would probably go engage with the old content. T-Funk's putting me on blast in chat. Doesn't want to go engage with old content. Not for something that's such a low drop rate. I mean, look at what we're doing for Anarchy. We load up a checkpoint every week and roast the boss three times, hoping to get an Anarchy. I don't want to go run Eater of Worlds or Spire for a low drop rate, you know, for a catalyst on, on Telesto or Sleeper or whatever. I, I, I do think if you're going to put them in old content or going to put them in places like that, the drop rate should be really generous and really high. So I would say just have Xur sell catalyst periodically, or that could be how you roll out the catalyst. You could have it be a catalyst quest. You could actually go and get a quest from him, do the quest to get the catalyst, then you got to actually complete the catalyst filling the catalyst takes a long time sometimes i have a handful of catalysts i've never even filled out i just can't be bothered with the farm you know war uh war cliff coil i don't think i've ever actually um i don't think i've ever actually done that don't you only need to do the first encounter either the jump puzzle yeah that's just it's just arduous that's just arduous i gotta go do the jump puzzle and shoot through the cannon and hope to get the thing and i gotta do that three times that just feels like a giant waste of time i mean i suppose i could go through but then you gotta find five people that want to go do the jumping puzzle eater of worlds every week which is, you know, a, what is that, a 20-minute endeavor to get through all that by the time you get the drop? I don't know. That's that's an hour of your time going for a catalyst. Like I said, just put it in, just just put some quests. That's another way to use Xur. Think about it. If we're trying to round out Xur so he's not only there for new light players or players who have taken a break, if he's there for more hardcore players, I think catalyst quests would be a great way to give him a little bit more purpose for the people that have been playing a lot and want to go and get those catalysts. You could also have weekly gun and armor pieces that can be for the for the ketchup effect. You can the ketchup effect. You can still have the the guns and the armor that he has now. That's there for the ketchup effect. You can go and catch back up and get your exotics and get your drops that you maybe haven't gotten or like you're you're a new player or you took a break. I think this would be a good way again to round him out as an NPC. You got to give the rest of us something to look forward to every week. Like oh, what catalyst quest does he have this week? Oh, you know I the Last week I was grinding for, you know, a better role on my Luna factions. This week I want to grind for a better role on my Nezerax or whatever. It would give you something each week as a hardcore player to target for a farm. So I'm willing to give up on the catalyst thing. Just give me the ability as a player to target farm an exotic piece of armor so I can try and get better rolls on it. As always, we're going to transition to question and answer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotoraids.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my ideas about how Xur needs to be updated. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live on Twitch by going to saynotorage.com, uh, and that'll bring you right to my channel. I'm going to jump right into the questions. We're going to run this right up to reset and then jump into the new Legend Sundial. That's when we're recording this. So, Dark Seraphim, do you think the Faded Ingram should have a definite 60-plus stat roll? Possibly once you have all the exotics in a drop 60 plus it could be a bit more than currently i would rather say you can buy one faded ingram per character like i said in the video and then use my targeted farm idea for how you get a better version of a said gun i think that's better that's more in line with what we're presently doing which is we're targeting an item or a farm and going for it until we get the version or the or the role that we like so to me it makes more sense to be like yeah, sure, you might get a good roll from the Faded, but if you really want to dig in and get a good roll on a particular item, you target it with like a three of coins style thing where you buy a token or whatever for, you know, 
Luna factions or whatever, and then you just go grind all week, and anytime an exotic drops, it has a very, very high chance of being that, almost guaranteed. So I would say that that's more in line with the systems that are in place than a guaranteed plus 60 from Faded. I mean, obviously you could say if Faded's dropping a dupe for you, and this could be something Bungie could put into the actual framework of the game. When I'm grinding for Luna Factions in a Nightfall because I've already gotten them or buying a Faded, anytime a dupe exotic drops for you that you've already gotten then it's armor, it should just trend with decent stats because it's an exotic. So why, you know what I'm saying? So why not? Uh, Fallen Grace. Would Xur having weekly exotic quests uh, for better stats work better? It keeps people playing rotating quest lists. For me, when you're going for a good stat roll, it makes more sense for it to be a farm and a pursuit as opposed to it being a quest. Um, I'm not even really sure how you would implement this. Would you get a guaranteed good stat roll, guaranteed good stat total? You know, what would distribution look like on the stats themselves if you really, really want strength and mobility, but I really, really want, you know, recovery and discipline. How does that even shape up in a quest? Can I do the quest over and over again? To me, again, it just makes sense to be like, you've got activities where exotics drop at a pretty good clip and a pretty good rate. Give me the ability to go to Zur and buy something that says, I would like this to be the exotic that drops this week for me from pretty much any activity I run where exotics drop. Again, that's a pursuance. That's a loot chase. That's a farm that is in line with Destiny's identity. Having a quest where you can grind the quest for better stats, that just doesn't seem like that's in line with Destiny. That's like low-level, you know, crafting of stats. We're not even talking about, like, right now they have build crafting where you can rotate your mods and switch things around and, and and get the stats that you want. No, I'm sorry, not the stats that you want. I'm sorry, the perks that you want. I don't think we want to add any more agency there where you're just like, oh, I can do a quest and give myself more discipline or, you know, I've got this and that and other things I can run. Uh, I think that would be a little too much player agency is dangerous. I think you can really nullify and neuter the idea of weapon farming, grinding, chasing loot. You can really hurt that by giving us too much agency. So you got to be careful, I think, with some of that stuff. Eknor. Now that most of the exotics are coming from quests and all engrams are faded, do you think it's better idea to introduce exotic armor frames and some bounties which can provide some currency to re-roll the armor like Destiny 1? My video basically spoke to this. I don't think re-rolling the armor is the right choice. I think farming for a better roll is a better option. So, I know guys on YouTube always want to comment and say, oh, this guy thinks his ideas are the best. Right, that's that's typically what people do when they put out an idea. They they think it's a good one. They don't I don't put out ideas that I think are bad. So the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the experience of re-rolling guns during House of Wolves or re-rolling armor with glass needles, the more I didn't want to see that. I just I don't think that's as exciting as putting yourself in a nightfall grind, seeing exotics drop, and having the excitement of checking the roll. I think that's again, that just feels more in line with the identity of Destiny. Uh, Jay Snipes says, or just Snipes. Do you still get an exotic Ingram from Zavala for completing the Red War campaign? I have no idea, homie. I've not done that in ages. Side quest. Do you think Xur should sell exotic ornaments? Um, you know, this is obviously connected to the video I just made about the Eververse and more than likely YouTube's ripped me up one side and down the other for being an apologist or whatever because I defended the Eververse against a lot of what I felt was misrepresentation in the Kotaku article. Uh, Generally, it seems like people are agreeing with me on YouTube though, uh, just looking at the like ratio. So him selling exotic ornaments, listen, I, 
I don't think we can poach things from the Eververse. I, if that's kind of what you're wanting to do, oh, let's see some things get pulled from Eververse and thrown in certain places. Now, could he bring back really, really old ornaments that you can't get anymore? Sure. That's not a bad idea. There's plenty of, of exotic ornaments that you can't get anymore. And you've got them in. If, you, if you're listen, if you're going to be dropping them RNG from something a free to play player can get, a free to play player can boot up this game and get some of those old ornaments to drop for uh, from those from those those engrams. Yeah, why not have him sell some for some of the old you know some of the older ornaments that are around? You know, you got one like this sneak attack for the for the colony. You got the war beast skin for the Acreus. I mean, let's just go into uh, the ornaments here. You know, look at all these. Why not have him sell this one? Because you can get it according to RNG anyway. So that doesn't even have any real good, strong monetary value in their in their microtransactions ecosystem anymore. These things have been relegated to a free item, basically, that people can get according to RNG. So if you never got Reef and Ruins for the Telesto or the Devil's Work, which I think is one of the cooler ornaments for the Huckleberry, you know, why not? I, I think that's fine. I think that's decent feedback to Bungie. That might make that might make people feel a little bit of love. You know what? Like, a they're rotating some of the ornaments down. Yeah, the Eververse has got a lot of stuff into it. But if I'm saving my my shards and checking Zero every week, I might be able to get a cool ornament every once in a while for a gun. You know that that I like. You just got to be careful, right? You've really got to be careful. If you start poaching stuff out of the Eververse, we have to admit the Eververse is tied to a larger ecosystem of keeping free events happening, of keeping annual pass content, I'm sorry, season pass content cheap, um, you know, because it's all part of that. I, I made that point in the, in the previous Q&A. You can't, you can't treat the Eververse as its own isolated thing in a vacuum. You can start stuff, just pull stuff out of it and throw it over here, throw it over there. It's all tied. To, it's all tied to a larger ecosystem of of margins and revenue and bandwidth and what they can ship and how much they can charge for it and how much they can earn from ever. It's all tied to one giant ecosystem. I really don't think that it's just this. I know people think it's a cash grab and it's Bungie just being greedy. I I really do think, and I've continued to say this. Take $10 and go into Steam and just shop around, or Xbox or PlayStation, just shop around and look at how much add-on content you can get for $10, okay? And find what you think is the most substantive add-on content for $10, and then compare it to a season pass in Destiny. Destiny is going to be winning that race almost every time as far as how much you get, how much playtime you get out of it, how much substance is there. For the $10, I really do think we get quite a bit, and I believe... I believe the Eververse, the Eververse is tied to that ecosystem of how much they can give us for what feels like, in my estimation, not tons of money. $10 for the season pass seems like a really good bargain when weighed against other games and other add-ons in most marketplaces and in most games. He said to ignore his next question. What do you think about Zer offering some sort of armor recalibration service, being able to relocate limited points to whichever stat? Yeah, I, I, I already answered this. You're right. I think it's better to pursue a role... And again, that would just fill the funnel, the Nightfall funnel, right? You'd have people going into Nightfalls and having a reason to go grind for, this week I'm focusing on Luna Factions. Next week I'm focusing on, you know, uh, Skull Fort or whatever. You're trying to get a good roll on those because you like running them. Uh, BCB. Have you seen the YouTube video on Destiny 2 channel that noted D2 has tanked on Stadia? Whatever peak player base they had has fallen 60%. Is there really any reason to try to expand outside of PC, PS, and Xbox? I could definitely see... If they could scale this to run well on the Switch, 
storage space on the Switch would be the biggest challenge, but I could definitely see Destiny being a great game for the Switch. Think about it, man. You're out and about. You hop on Wi-Fi somewhere. You hop on Wi-Fi at the hotel or grandma's house, and you can grind some bounties and do some stuff. You know, it, it's a good it's a good time killer game like that. And so, uh, Destiny tanking on Stadia has nothing to do with Destiny. It has to do with Stadia. So anybody that's going to use this as a reference to be like, "Oh, this game's dying on Stadia," it, it has more it has more to do with Stadia <laughs> than than Destiny. Because the player population is fine right now. If you ignore PvP, player population's healthy. Stadia is not really a fair representation of Destiny's popularity because Stadia has tons of issues and problems as to why people don't like playing Destiny on it. Um, Snow Ravens. Doesn't your idea for Zero highlight the fact that most exotics are useless? People only want less than 10 total? Well, sure, but you have to understand something. There's only so much they can do with exotics. You know? There's only so much they can do. Every exotic that lands in the game cannot be, you know, One-Eyed Mask or Luna Factions or Orpheus Rigs. You know, I, it's just that that's always the delicate balance. You know, Shards of Galanor gets, gets seen to be too strong in PvP, which I'm still angry about this, by the way. Shards of Galanor. <laughs> Shards of Galanor. One of the coolest, sexiest looking exotics. One of the best supers in the game. And they nerfed it because of PvP. Because folks were going in and lining it up and getting super energy and getting, you know, six or seven blade barrages a game. This is not even in Mayhem, by the way. This is just people really, really executing, you know, orb generation with their buds and really landing good multi-kills with it and getting tons of super energy from shards in PvP. It would have been great if they could have nerfed shards in PvP. Because I got really, really good with shards. People were like, oh, it was inconsistent. No, it wasn't, actually. It had more to do with hitting multiple targets than multiple spread out targets. If all the targets were close together, it was inconsistent. Because it would register like one one knife would kill like a couple of enemies because it would hit one and explode and kill the rest. And the game would struggle to register how many enemies were hit. So one knife would only count. So if you spread out your, your, your blade barrage and you hit like targets like A, B, C, D, and E all across a line, you got way more consistent super energy out of it and people didn't understand that element of how to get shards consistency because they were just like, oh, there's a big group of enemies and they'd blow them all up and be like, I didn't get any super energy. It had more to do with creating a line of, of destruction as opposed to a spot of destruction. People didn't know that and they didn't realize that. I got really, really good with Shards of Galanor at the time. I was running forges and stuff and I knew the exact right places and times to use it to maximize super energy return. I was very frustrated by that. So, but I highlight that as an example of exotics are always going to be in a tough place because if they're really, really strong, they run the risk in PvP. If they're too strong, they run the risk of nullifying PvE like before they nerfed um that before they nerfed the skull of the dire ahamkara skull was broken it was broken you literally you went into gambit prime and you could eliminate an entire group of ads and a giant major and get your entire super back and do it again and do it again like my my super usage with nova with skull was dumb the day the day that we realized how strong it was I was like they will nerf this this is literally nullifying pain points like it's nothing yeah same with Orpheus rigs um you know rest in peace skull because it was such a good time but we uh, we, we know that it was broken uh, 
so I don't really know what the answer is here. Exotics that break the game have to be nerfed, and then exotics that are chintzy and don't do much. Like, who's running around on a warlock running, you know, any of the ones that are just sort of chintzy? Because if you go into the exotics and you look at the armor, let's just look at the warlock, because there's a couple that I have in mind here. Who's running a fitting aspect? Improve weapon ready speed, reload, and melee. Who's running that when you can run Phoenix Protocol, Nezerak Sin, Luna Faction Boots? Like, who? Who's running Vesper of Radius if you can run any of the other ones I've listed? There's so many that just no one's going to run them. The transversive steps, a lot of people like running those too. Geomags are really, really nice. Now, some of them in PvP, yeah, I could see running Ophidia in PvP. I know people like to write Crown of Tempest in PvP. You know, but... And Verity's Brow, apparently with the right builds last season with you know demolition and stuff people were using Verity's Brow over Nezerax um, people are coming up with some builds for some bracers but there's always going to be a handful of exotics that's just like I don't really like that you know Aeon Soul an additional melee charge Claws of the, the, of the Ahamkara like I don't really know if you're going to want to get an extra melee charge against the backdrop of everything you know what I'm saying of everything we just outlined you know, a lot of people apotheosis fail. Ability energy on supercast. Allies get class energy. Are you going to run that over Luna factions? You know, are you going to run that over Phoenix Protocol? Probably not. You're, pro- you're probably not going to run apotheosis fail. And, or and I think some people like uh, grants rift energy when critically wounded creates a healing rift on death. Like who's running stag right now? Probably not very many people. So. It just depends. I loved running Claws in D1 PvP 2 because it gave you two melees and Warlock's melee was... <laughs> Warlock melee in D1 was freaking broken. You could punch into the future. It was absurd how far you could punch. Um, so, there are, there are a handful of builds that I think some of those exotics probably work well with, but there's also a lot of those exotics that just... They're just not going to get a lot of use. They're not going to get a lot of traction. And so... I don't think it's fair to be like, well, all the exotics are terrible, you know, because people are saying, oh, Cammy likes running Stag. Somebody's like, I like running Apotheosis Veil with Tractor Nade, Nova Nade. You know, it's a thing. So maybe that's part of the problem is some of these exotics require a really specific playstyle and build for in order for them to work. And you're used to really passive benefits like Phoenix Protocol and Luna Faction. You just, oh, I just, I just run it and I get awesome benefits from it. And when you have one that you have to, like, play in a certain way and build in a certain way, maybe people are less likely to like that for that reason. What's happening today after reset? Uh, Legend Sundial and a new exotic quest. Jinja 300. If I remember correctly, in D1, Zura during Age of Triumph sold exotic weapon ornaments for the D1 equivalent of Bright Dust. You think Zura should do the same in this game with some of the older ornaments from previous seasons? That's another not terrible idea. You have him sell them for Bright Dust, but have him heavily discounted. Because um, he did that in D1, but it was pretty expensive. You, I mean, you, I, I think I bought... I think I ended up getting enough for like one ornament in D1 um, it was for that sidearm so yeah you know bright dust for some of the ones we looked at some of the outdated you know the ones that aren't around anymore you know like that one we looked at for cold heart you know you sell that for 100 bright dust or something I think that's fair uh, PHDJ do you think it would be a good idea to see Bungie remove the elemental affinity on exotic armor this might be a good way to lessen the grind players have to get for good stat rolls 
I think this is a decent suggestion. I don't want to get rid of exotic. I'm sorry. I don't want to get rid of armor affinity. I think armor elemental affinity is a system that is still in its infancy. Um, and, and probably still has a place at the table. I don't want to jettison an entire system. I'd rather work within it and make tweaks to it. I think that's better. And so I would say, yeah, exotics could probably afford to say, yeah, you can, they don't have an affinity. Um, you know, or maybe they, maybe exotics can have no affinity and they can run any seasonal, uh, any seasonal mod. Yeah. I'll just remove some of that limitation that just does. It doesn't seem helpful. Uh, it doesn't seem helpful to the game. It doesn't seem needed. Um, you know, I, I definitely think there's room for that because I don't want to get rid of it on normal armor because we don't even really know where armor 2.0 is going. So I don't want to, I think that's always a problem is people are like, well, and, and this is, listen, this is something that happened from D1 to D2. People had criticisms and complaints about skeleton key grind, and so it's not in Destiny 2 vanilla. People had complaints about grinding for random rolls, and there was no random rolls in D2 vanilla. People, you know what I'm saying? So we don't want to just jettison something because we don't like it initially. Like, oh, well, I don't like armor affinity. Okay, well, hold on. Armor 2.0's got some really, really great benefits to the player. Your customization, your agency, your influence over your loadout is way higher than it's ever been. It's actually in a really good spot with respect to you feeling empowered to build yourself the way you want. So we don't want to get rid of armor 2.0 or affinity or other pieces of it. Just, oh, just get rid of it. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean we need to jettison the thing from the game. That was a mistake I think that happened from D1 to D2. Anything complained about was not parsed and sort of filtered through community behavior. Uh, we, we engaged with stuff that we complained about. We complained about maps and PvP and Crucible and Trials, and yet people still played. So you can't just get rid of something because it's got issues. So removing affinity on exotic armor I think is fair, but I don't want to go much further than that. Uh, Okurama says, Do you think that allowing exotics to have rainbow affinity once masterworked uh, would be good? Good. So you're basically just, this is the same question that we just had, but you got to take it to level 10. Requiring me to level it up to level 10 is not a bad, not a bad, you know, barrier there. Oh, you finally get a good roll in an armor piece. Okay. You got to take it up to level 10 and then it gets rainbow affinity. That doesn't bother me. That's a decent barrier there. Learning from Legionless. Have you gotten, uh, how have you gotten so well at speaking? Do you have any ideas for stream stuff this year? Oh, this is not really applicable. I mean, I took I took a speech debate class in high school. I've taken public speaking classes. I've always been verbose. I've always been in positions where I talk. I've always found I've always found talking easy. Uh, my wife says I talk ten times more than she does. I talk enough for the entire family. She says, so I don't know if I'm going to be doing any stream stop episodes though. I got a I got far bigger plans and bigger projects that are in the hopper right now uh, that are going to be, you know far bigger than Streamstop was as a concept and an idea. Flame. What if Zer was the vendor that held all the unfinished or not started exotic quests to streamline exotic pursuits for new light players as opposed to visit 10 planets and pick up this random quest icon? This is one piece of feedback attached to what's probably like a, a two page, you know, document right now that should be written about how the new the new player experience is a mess. Um, I don't know if they want to have a call with Golden Boy. Uh, Alex was trying to play, and he said it's just overwhelming how much new stuff there is. 
So they could potentially hop on a call with him and just get some feedback from an intelligent guy from the industry that could give them feedback on, man, you guys have got to streamline this new player experience because if that's your funnel for new players, boy, oh boy, is it confusing and there's lack, there's, there's, there's like no explanation. Uh, this is, un- this, I, if I was typing up a document about that flame, I would throw this in there. Like, man, oh man, you guys got to streamline these exotic quests. Just have Zer selling them. You know, or or just have somebody at the tower holding them. You know, gun maybe the gunsmith, just so they're always available throughout the week. You can go grab them if you want, uh, instead of making people run all over the place. You know, and streamlining the campaign and the quest lines and all that. Listen, that's a lot of work that they probably don't have time for right now. They're probably focusing on what generates revenue, which is season season pass, season pass content and Eververse are probably getting the most attention because that generates money and they need money and streamlining routes and quest lines and exotics and coming up with tutorials and and you know doing like a string of pearls where you're kind of bringing people along through destiny to make it feel enjoyable they probably don't have a ton of that um they probably don't have a ton of that uh bandwidth to dedicate right now um new light retention is probably higher uh it probably is higher but it's difficult to measure that roi they're going to have to look at you know two seasons worth and say how many new light players converted over to revenue generating how many new light players converted over to purchasing season pass or eververse items um, and if that number is healthy then filling that funnel is important so streamlining the early game experience would be really really good cuz that means the funnel is fuller for longer you know of, of new players which then those conversion rates for DLC purchases, season purchases, or Eververse purchases would then likely go up. It's hard to measure the ROI when they launched New Light. They didn't know. They didn't know what the response was going to be. They didn't know how many people were going to convert and buy Forsaken or Shadowkeep or Seasons. They had no idea what the conversion rates were going to be. So it was kind of a both and. Yep, we got the free entry point, but at the same time, we're also going to be really focusing our efforts on giving lots to the purchasing consumers who buy Shadowkeep or Season of Dawn. Captain SRAS. Do you think he should have bounties for enhancement prisms or ascendant shards since there's only one place to farm them, really? This doesn't seem like a giant issue right now. Also doesn't seem like something that you would want to put in Xur's inventory. Xur's more about exotics. I, I, I don't like when... There was a time in D1 where his inventory got kind of cluttered and muddy. It just, to me, makes sense to be like, here's the weekly exotics, here's a random ingram you can buy if you want, and then here's a way to target farm an exotic armor piece that you really want or that you already have, right? Those are exotic materials, though. Ascendant shards are. The others aren't. I don't think so. I still don't think so. Those have a place. If you want them, grind nightfalls. If you want them, do the gunsmith's bounties. We don't need to mess with that ecosystem. You don't need to make... You don't need to make a currency in the game that you can grind for in an activity or do bounties for. We don't need to make it more accessible than it already is. I I don't think that that's a needed pain point right now. Um, Enhancement prisms are too? Uh, No, enhancement prisms are legendary. Um, They are not exotic. Uh, Ascendant shards are exotic. So... I don't, I don't know if that's, if that's a big needed adjustment right now. I don't know how choked that economy is. Um, seems like a pretty easy grind if you want them. Uh, if you're destiny rich and focusing on Xur, you more than likely can buy them if you need them. I've never really even thought about them. They just, I, I get them. If I want them, I have them if I need them, but, and I barely touch nightfalls. Um, 
So, there's a way to farm prisms and shards. Don't change the system because you don't want to engage with it. I think that's pretty good feedback. Like, if you want them, go farm for them. You undercut that farm and grind, and that's a nice value point. Um, that's a nice value point in, in, in to, to go grind Nightfalls, and you kind of undercut that if you let rich folks just buy them. So, it's Rondo. Do you think it's a good idea for another armor slot cap for seasonal raid or activity mods so it doesn't interfere with the normal armor perks, or is that power creep? Uh, you're saying let us have more room or whatever because you got the seasonal ones. Again, we don't know enough about the, the, the trajectory of Armor 2.0 and where they're wanting to take it long term and what adjustments they're going to make with it. Um, you know, they just rolled out the, the charge with light system. So there's no, I don't really have a way of in, interacting with this suggestion because more than likely they've got internal balancing decisions that have been made that have led to saying you can only put so many things on one piece of armor uh, Jumpman Jr. with four months, thank you think of it this way if you can if you can really, really overstack a piece of armor uh, and you can really take it to the absolute rafters that poses a problem because there's a lot of things that might break down with respect to incentive to grind. Let's say, for example, all of a sudden they let you do that. Well, it might make it to where after one or two armor pieces get sort of like over-slotted, that it sort of trivializes any min-maxing. You're, you know, you're able to do too much too quickly or too... You're able... You know what I'm saying? You're you're over-baking it. It's like, oh, I can do so much now on one individual piece of armor. We'll multiply that times five, and by the time you're done, there is no sense of min-max. There is no sense of pain in the decision. Do I want to run this, or do I want to run that? If you start to remove some of those hard decisions, then the min-maxing, the decision-making, and the, the satisfaction of investment starts to go down. Because it just feels trivial. It's like, oh my gosh, I can I can stack so many mods now or so many seasonal mods on top of my existing mods. I would, at, th- at that level, I would, and this is going to sound like, oh, he's a Bungie apologist. I trust Bungie at that point to be like, Tru- we, we, we can't give you too much here. They learned a lot of lessons, right? They learned a lot of lessons about giving us too much power, overcorrecting, and having power creep. And I would much rather say, you know what? I trust them to be a little bit restrictive right now. Because if they went too crazy with Armor 2.0, then they'd have to dial it back. And when you dial it back, it makes people get frustrated. You know? It makes people it makes people get frustrated. It's like, oh, well, you know, this was great. And then they dialed it back. I mean, look at what they, look at what they did with Oppressive Darkness. It spoiled us. Look at what they did with, you know, Breach Refractor. It was really, really generous, and then they had to dial it back. It was a little too strong. And that made the artifact less exciting this season. So you gotta be careful with armor. The same thing could happen. If they go too far and give you too much and give you too much agency and freedom, and then it results in broken builds like, oh, I don't know, destroying raid bosses in a matter of, you know, three seconds with, with some of the builds that we're seeing right now. Some of the broken builds. Now, some of that's exploitative, but still... If they have to dial that back and you're, suddenly your agency over armor feels restricted, then that's a problem. I'd rather be restrictive on the front end and then over time they can loosen up if need be. Uh, Epping with nine months. Thank you. Um, Breach Refractor combined into one mod instead of two. Yeah, which is it's understandable why they nerfed it a little bit then too. It's raining lead. 
You mentioned too much reagency being detrimental to the feeling of destiny in respect to loot, with cosmetics being such a drive, uh, along with just usable loot. Do you think too much agency, Eververse, is too is also detrimental? If I get a random ornament from an Ingram, it feels great. Not so just buying it from Bright Dust. But this is subjective to your opinion. I disagree with that. I would rather target and buy what I want as opposed to getting it randomly. So we're different. You and I are in different positions. I would much rather say, you know what? I've been grinding for weeks. I got 9,000 Bright Dust. I'm going to save up and buy the thing that I think looks the best. As opposed to being like, oh, wow, uh, I got a cool thing randomly. I there's no there's my investments not tied to that it just kind of randomly drops now again this is a preferential thing so I don't think the agency in the Eververse and empowering you to buy what you want is a negative if anything it's what people have asked for if you want a direct purchase direct purchase if you want to grind for it grind for it you know you can save up the bright dust and wait today I did it today I, somebody data mined it and said Doomfang Pauldron Ornaments is going to be available for Bright Dust on January 21st. And I said, I don't feel like waiting. I'll spend the $6 or $7 or whatever it was. And I bought it. And I think it looks awesome. And in, 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 most, in most corners of the game, I think that's, that's how it's going to be. If you're wanting to go and get it right now, you can grind like crazy, grind your obelisk, and really dedicate yourself, or you can take it easy and wait. Eververse is on a similar spectrum. If I want it right now, I can pay silver, or I can wait and save up and save up my bright dust. Now, obviously, if it's only available for bright dust in a week where you don't have enough and you have to wait and you miss out, that can be kind of frustrating and it can feel like, oh, it's FOMO, it's FOMO. Again, it's a micro spending store, so they're they're not going to let you get everything and they're not going to they're not going to let they're not going to let it not generate revenue by being like oh you can earn everything and it's really you know everything's really really cheap bright dust wise like there's there's only so many things you're going to buy in a given season from the eververse and i think having agency in that regard is better than the alternative when it was rng based where you could only purchase rng based with real money or just wait for the ingrams to drop I, you could go an entire season and never see the one thing that you wanted. Now I can buy the one thing that I want, right? Oh man, look at all these cool new things they like. Uh, I'm gonna get the polar bear. I got the polar bear, you know? Why? Because I was like, that's the one I want. I got bright dust for it. I'm gonna get it. As opposed to being like, I can't get the polar bear to drop. I've gotten ten ingrams this week, and not, you know, and I, it's just not dropping. It's RNG based. I know they went to a punch out system for a while there, but still, I, I think agency is good over that type of thing. Real ZG. Do you think we need more pinnacle activities? I believe there's very few. Bungie has a cap uh, with the new artifact with unlimited level up. I don't think the cap matters because of that. No, it doesn't. I have a video on YouTube, probably a week old now, maybe, where I basically said the pinnacle power grind, either fix it and make it better with smart RNG or and more sources, or get rid of it. It's pointless. As it currently stands... It, there's not enough sources. The RNG is really frustrating, and it basically makes people stop engaging with it. So, either fix it for those that are going to engage with it, so the grind is better and in a more healthy state, or just freaking get rid of it. Like we don't need it. It's not needed. It's a ten bump. It just isn't. It, I'm at I'm at a plus sixteen on my artifact. A lot of people hit plus ten without breaking a sweat. You know, you're just playing and doing bounties. You're gonna get you're gonna get an easy bump. 
you know. By the way, guys, we will end Q&A when reset happens, and we're going to dive into Sundial. If you're new and enjoying the show, remember to click follow and turn on notifications so you don't miss these streams. It's like a family-friendly, interactive podcast you can listen to throughout the day. Uh, and we got a lot more exciting things coming this year on the channel that you're not going to want to miss. Ginger 300. Thoughts on Zer maybe having bounties that award Ascendant Shards, give players another avenue for getting them? No, I tend to agree with T-Funk. They created a system of grind for Ascendant Shards and, and Enhancement Prisms, and if you want them, go get them. If you don't want to engage in the grind in the grind patterns that they've got, um, I don't think creating more sources for those is necessary right now. I, really, I, I don't think so. It is an end-game aspirational currency, and so go run go run it what about pvp players well that doesn't have anything to do with zur i said the other day i think that zavala's weeklies should award ascendant shard one ascendant shard and enhancement prisms one of them should be for an ascendant shard and another should be for enhancement prisms there should be a source for pvp players and i think the weeklies would be a perfectly fine place to start one a week you do three you can get three ascendant shards a week i think that's fair if they're weekly, they're weekly bounties. PvP has no other way of getting them. PvP players, if they want to level up their armor, should not have to go into Nightfalls. So, but I also don't think that you should be able to go get them from Zur on a bounty or a purchase either. Dr. Cleveland. What are your thoughts on using your exotic bounty idea, but do it with old year one weapons where we could go to Zur, get an exotic and a legendary bounty? Apologies if you already had this question. This doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like what what uh, what I I think he should be doing. He's supposed to be like mysterious, and he shows up and he sells stuff, and he used to sell three of coins. I think a version of three of coins where you can target farm an individual item is fine. I don't think he needs to show up with bounties or frames for weapons. I know I'm the big like weapon frame weapon bounty guy like I, I sing that tune everywhere I think Zer makes more sense to say target farm an item that I've already got and then I go grind the activities where exotics drop M M Starrett how do you feel about the current transmog armor system do you think it's fair that most of the universal ornaments are eververse only this is another time where people can look through the, the telescope backwards and act like the fact that universal you know ornaments are eververse only and that's a bad thing the reason they did that with eververse is immediately those of us had been playing the longest we immediately had a bunch of cool ornaments we could use because we'd been playing and we had been earning eververse armor sets for the last two years so that was an immediate injection of value for those of us who had been playing I was going in and swapping them out. It was cool. I was like, oh man, I forgot about this one. Oh, I remember how cool this one looked. And now I can take it with me everywhere. The other thing this does is, if you happen to buy a piece of armor with Bright Dust, like I did, I bought the chess piece for the Titan from Season of Undying. Okay? This chess piece here. I bought that. Now, I have that all the time right? Its value is now transcendent, and it goes with me everywhere. That's a great value point for somebody that's gonna like, do I pull the trigger? You know? If you pull the trigger on real money, you pull the trigger on real money, you go in and you buy, for whatever reason, let's say you really like this the dawning set, you really like the dawning set, and you're like, I'm gonna pull the trigger, you can, that comes with you everywhere. Like, that's a great value point, as opposed to it being limited in some respects. Now, I know what people are going to drive... I know what you're driving at with this question. 
well why not have every armor that drops be ornamental more than likely and I know this isn't exactly comforting more than likely that's a database struggle go into your menu and pull up the mods or the shaders and the game gets really really like kind of herky jerky kind of wonky and uh (laughs) it's probably a UI database restriction they just they can only put so much in there now They could, if they wanted to, come up with an elaborate system, which doesn't exist right now, but if all armor became ornamental, you could go in and say, alright, so for my titan, you know, how many, how many, how many ornaments do they show me? Let's just say the top two rows. So two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen. So you could go into collections and you could say, I'm going to mark my thirteen favorites my 13 ornaments now again this could be a database challenge but if i go in here to armor for a titan and for whatever reason um i think that this helmet right here is my favorite helmet the iron remembrance helmet i would go in here and i would mark that boom i'd push a button on it and now that gets loaded into my ornamental screen but you can only have you know 10 or something or 13 and then so my my available ornaments would look different than yours I've always really, really liked this helmet. I always thought it looked a little bit like Iron Man. So it'd be really cool to go in and mark this one and say, yeah, make that my my universal ornament uh, for Titan helmets. It's, it's, it's in the... Uh, it's in the menu. It's in the menu. Then when I go, anytime I get a piece of armor, that's one of my selected ornaments. But I can only do ten at a time. So you would personalize your ornamental screen. Um, I can't imagine anybody looking at this and being like. I don't like the fact that I got immediate ornamentation from the Eververse. Uh, I, I think most people actually liked that when they did that. Um, but I do think that there are limitations. There are UI and database limitations that are keeping them from just being like, yeah, every every piece of armor is ornamental. Um, the other thing, the other thing you got to consider here is. We talked about this the other day. You can really nullify grind if every piece of armor is ornamental. So imagine running the raid. As soon as you get the gauntlets or the chest piece or the boots, you're done. It's ornamental. So your god roll gauntlets and boots that you already have just transcend season to season to season. There's got to be a reason to grind the new activity, the new raid, the new end game, the new loop, the new whatever. There's got to be a reason to do that, and you're going to nullify that grind. Now, I would say endgame aspirational grind, that armor, should be ornamental eventually. I think as soon as we're out of Season of Undying, I think all Garden of Salvation armor should have been converted to an ornament if you owned it. It should have been. If you're doing one raid a year, I think that's fair. I should be able to look like Garden of Salvation raid armor if I like, because I actually thought it looked cool. Reskin, shut the frick up. It was great. The armor looked dope. You know, and a lot of it was changed significantly, especially the warlock robes were totally different. The hunter legs were totally different. The There was helmet changes on a couple of them were significantly different. There were a couple pieces that were very reminiscent, but they had, an, they had a protruding ornamental thing that was like moving and animated. I thought the Garden of Salvation armor was hot. And as soon as we get out of Season of the Undying, I should be able to say, if I got that armor, it's now ornamental. So during the season, obviously, yes, I'm grinding for a god roll, but when the season comes to a close, I'm like, oh, it's an ornament now. I can apply it. I think all raid armor right now 
should have that system where they unlock it where okay next season throw contest modifier in leviathan put random rolls on the weapons and we can grind leviathan all season and at the end of the season just convert all leviathan armor to ornaments you know ashen hollow what well, what would be the loot incentive in Crucible that isn't just another uh, pub stomper weapon? Based on what I've seen, it's the only thing PvP crowd cares about when it comes to loot incentive. Well, I mean, I want to be more charitable than you. They're not like, give us a pub stomp weapon. Um, they're gamers just like you, and they want something that's good. Do you want to grind for something that's not good? <laughs> Do you want to grind for a gun that's not good? Do you? Because I don't. That's why I didn't run Crown of Sorrow. Uh, you want to run Crown of Sorrow? Not really. Most guns suck. Why am I going to do that? Why am I going to freaking do that? Why am I going to do that? Why don't I grind for, you know, 500 some odd strikes for an Imago loop? Why? Because I wanted it. I, it was a good gun. It had it had just the right amount of range, and with explosive rounds, it gave me a lot of really, it gave me really good strength and utility in the Wrath of the Machine um, fight, especially once the Exploder Shanks showed up in a particular fight, okay? So that's a given. It's it's not it's not I want to get a pub stomp weapon. It's and I know Ashen, you're you're not necessarily saying that, but I'm I, I'm pushing back on a tone that that creates because that's right in line with the skill based matchmaking dialogue about you just want to pub stomp noobs. No, false, incorrect. D- they're not looking for a pub stomp weapon. So. But, but, your que- you have a good question, Ashen. You do. It's just your vocabulary I want to push back a little bit on. Your question's good. Your question is, how do they create a good weapon for the Crucible to chase that doesn't create a shift of power and balance in the Crucible? Which is a perfectly legitimate question. My answer is, there really isn't a good way to do this. I think weapon frames is a better solution. I want you to imagine if... For this season, Shax had a decent, like a really, a really good. Let's just let's just go with what we understand, because Crucible's full of brutes, and they'll understand this. You know, I'm kidding. Uh, a hand cannon and a shotgun. <laughs> let's speak their language. Let's say this season Shax had a hand cannon and a shotgun that you could grind for. He had frames for, and there was really, really good rolls. Maybe a new perk that when used properly, it's a pretty, pretty strong, it's a strong weapon. You know, a strong shotgun, okay? You had me at hand cannon. (laughs) So, that creates a ritualistic grind. You can grind and grab those frames and try and get a good roll. And a good roll and a god roll in the Crucible shouldn't be the turning of the tide. It shouldn't be mountaintop recluse. They went a little too far. They admitted that, okay? They went too far with Recluse and the, and the Mountaintop. But I don't think that means they need to be gun-shy, no pun intended. They shouldn't be gun-shy about giving you a good pursuit for a good weapon. You know? Like, come on. There's already good weapons in the game. A Kinetic 150 that's precision frame would be enough. Yeah, something like that. You know, a shotgun that has a particular role, archetype, or perk set or something. You know? Um... So I that that would be my feedback to them would and again this goes hand in hand with other suggestions that I've made. I think the Shacks and Zavala menus should look like the obelisk. I think that's what they should do. They should look like the obelisk. 
because there's a level there's a level rank and reward for the season that has a benefit for that season your frames finish faster you get more currency on the planet like all kind of stuff that's what shacks and zavala should look like so as you're grinding strikes or crucible there is a daily and weekly ritual sense of progress and reward frames are a great complement to that I've also thrown in the idea of having daily, weekly, and monthly objectives. Kind of like Triumphs, but not the same. This week, Shax wants you to capture, you know, 10 control points. That's your daily objective. He wants you to, um... He wants you to play 25 games. That's your weekly objective. And when you do that, you get a bump of XP, you get a drop, and you get to, like, push your level up a little higher with him. Uh, monthly objective things like that things for those daily weekly and monthly and seasonal crucible grinders to have a sense of reward and progress those are the two things that really make us tick a sense of reward and a sense of progress and so crucible doesn't have that right now and i think that would that would be a lot of that would be a lot of birds with one stone if they did that that's a lot of birds with one stone because then you could say well what's worth grinding for in the crucible there's not any good guns yes there is he's got weapon frames and there's some great rolls on those weapons if you like a particular style of hand cannon or shotgun or sniper or whatever grind for it this season and then you'd have that sense of progression and that sense of reward we're about six minutes away from reset so we're only going to be able to take a couple more questions i'll try to go fast Delex. So far as using Zer for backfilling new and returning players with exotics, do you think the Ingram's price is appropriate? If you still need most items, it's around 200 shards a week. I don't know what the earn rate of shards per week for people is. Uh, it may be a little bit too expensive. Maybe the price points are geared towards more hardcore players, which seems a little backwards because the hardcore players are largely not going to need to buy them. I don't know. Also, it's an exotic, so it's tough. It's like if you make it too cheap, it's like, hey, that's an exotic. It shouldn't be dirt cheap. But if it's meant for people that are backfilling and new and not as experienced or not playing as much, they might not have any currency to even freaking buy it. So then it short circuits as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a vendor. I don't know. Sunfire. Since I hear people complaining about no real way of grinding armor, do you think Bungie could do armor frames? For example, under the bounties for Shaq's five frames. Yes, this is. I, I've made this suggestion in other places. You're right on the money. I agree with you. Weapon frames and armor frames would be great. Why? Well, I'm done getting my god rolls this week. This this from Zavala. Well, target some gauntlets. Target some boots with transmog. It doesn't matter if they're ugly. You make them look like whatever you want. Try to get a solar, try to get a this, try to get a that, try to get a stat lean in one way. I Yeah, that would not be bad. That would keep people in those playlists. That'd keep you in the strike playlist. That'd keep you in the crucible playlist. There's no reason to run strikes. There you go. That's a loot incentive. That's, that's a reason to run. I don't really care about that. If you slowly care about less and less in the game, it's hard for Bungie to create incentives. If you're not going for god roll guns or god roll armor, then what are you chasing? You know what I'm saying? Like, There's only so many things they can add to the game for incentive. D, uh, D dot V dot. I often get the isochromal ingram from Zer, which is meant to give exotics. You don't already have, but it always seems to give me dupe weapons. This is very frustrating and a waste of shards. It's not supposed to do that. That doesn't. I, I've not gotten a single weapon. I getting dupe weapons is not supposed to happen when you buy that weekly from him. Side quest: Should knocking out triumphs offer more rewards? I happen to think my suggestion for having an NPC that has daily, weekly, and monthly objectives would be a better way to bring what you're talking about. More rewards and just more ritual. Something else for you to check and do that week that has a sense of maybe XP because people are sick of doing bounties. Maybe progress on their rank. Maybe a reward. Something like that. Shaders, you know? 
Maybe there's a weekly shader you can get from Shax. I mean, that, that, that'd be good. Um, maybe a monthly shader. That's, th- that's three shaders a season. That's not bad. A lot of the shaders are in the triumphs and the quest lines anyway. That might be a better way of doing it. It, would, it wouldn't clutter up the menu too much. You'd periodically have to go check Shax and see what your progress is, you know? So... That's actually the last question in the hopper. So don't go anywhere. We're going to jump into the Sundial at Legend and see what's going on. We're going to check out the Eververse update. We're going to check out the quest for the exotic. We're going to check out all the things. So if you're here right now and you're enjoying yourself, remember to click follow and turn on notifications. This is like an interactive podcast. It's family friendly. Put me on in the background while you work and lurk, while you grind the video game, or while you hang out and submit questions. Thank you, everybody who submitted questions. It was a good discussion. I'm going to do an outro, though, for the people that listen elsewhere. I appreciate you very much. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. You can always come in live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.